This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program, folks. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, hosts of the show, on your Wednesday edition. So, does this mean we're going to get a little more of uh, what in the world? It's like an actual spot for it now, Rum. Yes, and the thing is, the spot is not ever changing like the Thursday one kind of was. We need to fill this hole. Hey, what about a what What in the world? Hey, we need to fill this hole. Take off what in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, this is much easier to keep track of every other Wednesday. Really cool. Uh, You'll notice that, folks, uh, some of the schedule changes we're making with the program. So just ride along with us. We'll we'll get everything settled in and uh, just trying to, of course, streamline Kelly and Company. Away we go. That's Ramya Muth, and she's at Main Campus in Toronto. Kelly McDonald here at the Home Studio, London, Ontario. And speaking of said uh, segment, let's welcome in Grant Hardy, reporter, and our producer from Kelly and Company, Jeff Ryman, for What in the World? The defendant's guilty verdict in a firearms case can't be automatically reversed just because the judge dozed off. The cries were that of a 40-year-old parrot named Rambo. Let me out. Some of it weird, some of it just crazy. This is What in the World on Kelly and Company. Mind-boggling. Fellas, welcome back to the program, and we do this now every other Wednesday on the show. At this time, we call it What in the World. Uh, Jeff, I'll let you uh, take lead. Yeah, it sounds like the, uh, what would we call it? The summer stir fry is coming to a conclusion (laughs) and the fall refresh has begun. So uh, stay tuned, folks. Lots of uh, interesting changes coming up on the show, including what in the world basically being a regular staple now every other Wednesday. So (laughs) woohoo. Guys, I was able to find some fun articles or at least fun stories today. Um, I I don't know how um, in tune you guys are with reading dictionaries or the Merriam-Webster dictionary and how they come up with new words every couple of months or phrases. Tell me Um, this is a rhetorical question. (laughs) Yes. Okay, great. Uh, I don't think anybody I, I, really reads. You guys dictionary. don't read the dictionary for bedtime reading? Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe the urban dictionary when my brother says something that I have no clue about. I just pretend <laughs> like I understood the context and then go later. Uh, good old urban dictionary. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about a, a legitimate dictionary, the Merriam-Webster dictionary. And it is that time of year uh, when the words pumpkin spice are on many of our lips, not to mention in many of our coffee cups. So it should come as no surprise that it's amongst, yes, some of the words added to that dictionary. Wow. Uh, This month alone, just this month, so September only, the dictionary has added 370 words and phrases. Others that were added include shrinkflation, (laughs) adorkable, and subvariant. Um, adorkable? So if adorkable, first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, to I I've definitely heard of shrinkflation. I think that's made its way into the news yeah. maybe once or twice or or somewhere I've heard that. 
uh, subvariant. I, I, I've heard as well. Adorkable. I'm with you, Rum. Uh, I have not heard about this, but uh, I think one of the things that really piques my interest in this little story is that 370 words or phrases, like that's not a small amount. Like that is a decent amount so if you're a scrabble player maybe you want to pick up uh, the newest edition of the dictionary and maybe stump some of your friends on some of these words using adorkable the next time you play scrabble (laughs) yeah it's really interesting so i want to ask you guys um if you think that it's nice the way that they've headed with the webster um, dictionary having a bit of a sense of humor or if you think that this is necessary at all. Now, it's obviously cute and it's obviously funny, but, you know, like, it's a story, right? It's a headline. Grant? I don't know. This is a tough one. I think that, um, I don't know how I feel about this. I think that there are, some things like pumpkin spice, I feel like those two words can kind of stand on their own. Mm. I'm not sure we need sort of a whole other uh, entry here, but I guess language is really uh, does reflect part of our culture and, you know, part of our time. Like I remember having a discussion actually in the Vancouver bureau back when I, we had an office and uh, I asked someone, uh, you know, deglobalization or like unglobalization, is that a word? Right. And we're kind of like, I guess it kind of is now. Like it wasn't really a concept earlier, but but now suddenly, you know, with England leaving the EU and you know this this and that, it's actually kind of a new cultural concept. So in a certain sense, language does have to evolve with with the times. I'm just not totally sure the dictionary should be reflecting. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's say kid culture. Right. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. You're not really sure where to sit on this because in one way it's cute. It's cutesy. And then in another way, it's like, okay, yeah, this is a serious word or, or a serious part of change that we're probably reflecting and it's becoming a staple word in our uh, vocabulary. But, you know, are they going a little too far with this for, for headlines and for fun? And, uh, you know, just the story of, hey, in September, there's 370 new words. Jeffy. Yeah, you know what? I'm somewhere, I'm kind of torn with you guys in this. I think there's a a time and place for where these words can find their way into a dictionary. Maybe it is urban dictionary. Um, Or like, you know, but but the the, the big dictionaries like Oxford and Merriam-Webster, I think should be solely for words that, um, or, or phrases that aren't, pumpkin spice like i, I feel like it's like almost a little irrelevant um I, I don't know how many people would look up a dictionary for these um i don't know i, I think it should be more professional for lack of better words mm. um but there there should there i'm not saying there can't be a fun or a you know more hip dictionary if you will <laughs> um but yeah i i think i'm, I'm sort of in between here uh, yeah I think I'm think I'm leaning more towards they shouldn't be in there, it, but you know I, I'm fine I'm fine with this because it is kind of fun to talk about. But um, in in a professional dictionary, I think that you know 
I know, that you right? can just post these on Urban Dictionary. This is the most serious we've gotten on a what in the world conversation. <laughs> Leave it up to me. But yeah, it, it's true. Like with the illegitimate words that are just there for fun, like adorable, you know, should yeah. Merriam Webster be taking part in that kind of silliness? I don't know. But anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got another pretty, one here. Yeah. Go ahead, Grant. Uh, it'd, be pre- it'd be pretty amazing to use adorkable on a university, you know, English yeah. essay or something. And then say, well, you yeah. have to accept this. It's peer reviewed. It's in the dictionary. Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> Good point. That is a great point. I'd love to see somebody uh, post a picture of that saying, here's my final essay and I've used adorkable in it. Yeah. That would be quite funny. Um, but I want to switch to the UK um and it's to do with traveling and as somebody who used to take the train to get into work basically every day or get to school every day for about five years or so you see some really weird things that people do on the train i've seen people do their makeup or their hair and i'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with that to each their own as long as you're not bugging me i'm completely (laughs) fine just looking out the window or reading a book or listening to music um but you do definitely see and hear and maybe even smell some some really weird things and that's exactly what happened um to one person who was on their commute into work um and this person um encountered somebody else opening a can or a tin i should say of all day breakfast now i believe this is um a uk thing so i did look it up what an all day breakfast is so it comes in a can like you get a can of beans or a uh, a can of tomato soup in um and it is quite disgusting um (laughs) Uh, in in my opinion, um, it says for an all day tasty filler, it has this is all in the same can: baked beans, sausage, mushrooms, pork, egg nuggets, and bacon. So apparently, this gentleman encountered somebody else, open a can of all day breakfast, and <laughs> proceeded to eat it. And it was also stone cold. Um, I'd assume that you would typically heat that up on mm. the stovetop. Um, instead, this person opened it cold on a train. And I can only imagine the smell um, that that was um, that was going through rain. Um, this one might take the cake. Um, like I said, I've seen some people do some weird things Um eat some weird things on the train, but I've never seen anybody open a can of something. And oh, this is just uh, a, a little bit ridiculous. And I almost feel bad for everybody else that was on the train because yeah, that smell was probably a can rancid. Opener, right? I, I, I think it, I am either. It might be, it a, might be like a, might a, a can opener. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it could be a pull up as well. It could like be like a, can, a, little, like a tuna, a tuna can type yeah. situation. Yeah, it I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm imagining. caught up definitely on the scent, the aroma of this beautiful all day breakfast, and <laughs> ugh, the combo, especially because it's it's the I'm saying TTC, but you know what I mean. It's public transit, yep. and someone's <laughs> opening up baked beans and eggs and sausage and bacon. I oh. am good. I'm good. Yeah. No thanks, Grant. Have you ever experienced yeah. anything like this? 
I I have to tell you guys, you know, I like to consider myself easygoing in some respects, mm. but I actually, I have some food. This is why they tell you not to eat on transit. Yep. I, ha- I have a few food sensitivity issues, especially the smell. And I'm also not really very good at sort of hiding my feelings. <laughs> People tell me that my face is very, uh, what's the word? Opposite of opaque. Ex- my face is very transparent. transparent. Mm. Expressive. And, uh, it's easy. Yes, thank you. And it's easy to tell what I'm thinking. And I can just imagine myself sitting there feeling nauseous, my face going into some bizarre facial expressions that would make you guys <laughs> proud and uh, and and just not knowing how to get out of that situation. So <laughs> I, I really, really feel badly for those other individuals, the, yeah. tra- the trans. And I hope they had a good good reason for I go, okay. to eat that right there. That's true. That's true. Like, if we're gonna lean on empathy, I hope that this, not hope, but, you know, maybe it was the person was really, really hungry. They had no other choice. It was the first thing they could grab out of their bag. And Because, uh, oh. hey, I've lived a transit life, man. Like, I will tell you, I've gotten <clears throat> off trains just to go get myself a McDouble or something, because I just couldn't. I was horribly hungry. But, um, yeah sucks still I, still sucks I, I, <laughs> I think uh, I think a granola bar may have been uh, a better option for, for this prep, gentleman right? who, <laughs> uh, maybe easier requires no utensils uh, doesn't need to be heated up oh, and man. probably the smell doesn't is come in a can basically non-existent <laughs> you know, and the no. thing is um, we smell food on transit regardless regardless of people eating it or not maybe you're carrying takeout right and we've yeah. smelt it but I'd rather smell like uh, some food going by where I'm going oh that smells yummy yeah. I want some of that <laughs> KFC sir <laughs> not this situation yeah Get it away from I, me. I tend to agree with you there uh also <laughs> one quick side story back when i did take transit i i saw somebody clip their nails like they they pulled oh out my. a nail clipper and <laughs> not just their fingers what? they they did their feet they did their toes as well no. i, I, I couldn't believe it it was uh it was pretty disgusting so i mean that's oh. definitely up there but so is so is this one with this guy eating just that concoction of all day breakfast cold just kind of makes I me queasy don't actually. Even know. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I used to to knock back a full uh, equivalent of a full French press of coffee on the transit, and I never really had anyone complain about that. But I think hey, just like KFC, a, a, yeah, a lot of people love the smell. One or two people, though, are going to hate the yep. smell. But I true. think maybe you're technically allowed to have coffee and tea in a thermos. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. I'm just, I'm just hoping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for your own, I, it's it's pretty standard here, at least in Toronto. People would bring their coffee on Absolutely. all the time. I actually enjoy the smell of coffee, not so much the taste, but the smell is actually yeah. pretty good. Um, and, and guys, just one more story here. Uh, and I feel like I always, whenever I see a story like this one, I feel like I have to bring it on Kelly and company. Uh, we've definitely had a couple of these before and it still just boggles my mind that this is something that continuously happens to people. Um, uh, so Laura Hernandez of New York fell in the water and lost her iPhone while paddle boarding last month. Uh-huh. And of course, shot 
it was gone in the waves it was Ooh. but what the sea took it then returned the day after <laughs> she lost the phone she returned to the beach in rockport and told an instructor of a novice scuba diving class that she had lost her phone so she gave a description of her phone uh Betancourt told her the odds of finding it were very slim even though it was in a distinctive pink waterproof case. Mm. The instructor told his students to keep an eye out for it. And one of them, Vanessa Kahn, uh, spotted the phone in her first open water ocean dive with the pink case being in a, or being a big help. <laughs> she returned to the surface, turned on the camera, took a selfie, then returned it to the owner. That wasn't all that was exchanged in hands. Hernandez gave Khan a $300 reward. Nice. But this is just crazy. Could you imagine being in the ocean, losing your phone? You think it's gone forever. It's in a nice, bright pink case. You ask somebody to help out. The next day, they find it, they return it, it, and it still works. Incredible. I was just going to say, so was that selfie taken with said phone? Yes, with that exact same phone. Well, I guess, yeah, yeah I guess that... probably the other person didn't have her phone out in the middle of the water. Sorry, Grant, go ahead. That's the great thing about those waterproof cases is, mm -hmm. is you can get some amazing photos. I think I would have said, I, I will give you back your phone, but you got to send me that self. Yeah. Because oh, I am keeping that for life. That can go on your keep profile. Your... That can go on your social media. That can go anywhere. And keep your That's $300. Just buy me another wa or a waterproof case. Thanks, okay. guys. Appreciate it. Good stuff. See ya. We call it What in the World. Reporter Grant Hardy and producer Jeff Ryman bringing it to us. Uh, we'll have another uh, What in the World in a couple weeks here on the show. But up in a couple of minutes, we look at tomorrow's Now with Dave Brown program and tell you about our show. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.